It's now time for the Golden Valley Bowls program on your Saturday morning. Live and local on 1FM. Thank you, Jason Welch, who will be back for the Gold Show, I believe, after 10 o'clock this morning doing a fill. But we're in the Bowls hour. Brian, welcome to the Bold Show. Thanks, Stats. Good morning to you and good morning to all bowlers listening in on 1FM, the pulse of the valleys. And we've got Andy Houston from Euroa on the line this morning. We better not hold him up anymore. He's been on hold for a while. Brian, how are you going, Andy? Morning, Andy. Are you with us? Yes, Brian, I'm here. How are you, mate? Good on you, mate. Yeah, good, thanks. Good. Uh, another great day for it. Another great day. A bit better than last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just before we... Um, I've commenced the interview. Yes, What's sure. your feelings on uh, starting at 9 o'clock in the morning when we've got these heat conditions rather than going by the Bureau of Meteorology's uh, forecast on the Friday night preceding the game? I think we should use a bit of common sense and Absolutely. and be like the Compaspi yep. and other associations. I think yep. Bendigo yeah, started nine in the morning. I know it won't suit everybody. Some people work Saturday mornings, but yeah. you can't please everyone, can you? Well, that's right. I'd rather get the game played. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they do the same on the Peninsula. I was there last week, and they start early, finish early. Everybody's happy. Yep. Yeah. Where's that at the Peninsula? Yeah, Mornington. Yeah. Mornington. Yeah. They okay. do the same. Start early. Yep. Yep. No, that's fine, Andy. Now. I've had a plethora of Scotsmen on on my two shows recently, um, on After the Jack on the Shep News website and on 1FM. Yeah. And you are the last but not least. So feel... <laughs> how's <laughs> the, how do you feel? The game, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, Alex Marshall, uh, Paul Foster, Dean River. So, um, yeah, they're all, all um, have all been a pleasure to interview. Um, now, you're back playing after a short hiatus earlier this season. Yep. And you've already made an impact in your top side at Yaroa since you've um, returned. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I did have a break. Uh, it was for family reasons, really. But I'm so glad to be back. It's a fantastic game, and I just absolutely love it. Now, last season, you were the top skip down there with seven wins. Uh, I think you played 12 or 13 rounds. Uh, tell the, can you tell the listeners where you came from in Scotland and um, when you hit Australia and, and how you finished up at Euroa? I certainly can, yeah. I'm originally from Glasgow, uh, which was a largely industrial city in the 60s and 70s. And it was known as the second city of the empire because of its industrial background. It was famous for building ships and uh, engineering, that sort of thing. But uh, that, there was lots of opportunities in that area, but that wasn't for me. So I decided I'm leaving. I'm coming to Australia. I already had a brother here, and he was he was really doing so well for himself. And I thought, well, if he can do it, I can do it. So I left in 1984. And at the time, Maggie Thatcher was at the height of her powers in the UK, and she really didn't have much regard for anybody further north in London. So I was out of there. So I settled in Melbourne. I ended up working in financial markets for ANZ for about 18 years. And then I moved to, it was too stressful, so I moved to Customs and Excise and did about 16 years there before I retired and moved up to Euroa. Why Euroa? 
Well, my wife and I were actually planning to move up to the Murray originally, and we would stop in Europe for coffee on our usual fact-finding, you know, uh, property hunting missions. And, of course, I had to have a look and see what the Bowls Club looked like, like you do in every time, you know, have a look at the Bowls Club. And I bumped into Eric Selinger. That's right. Eric, well, I knew Eric from playing on the Peninsula. So Eric invited me up to the Division Two Grand Final in 2020. And, of course, I came up, went with the team in the bus, had a great time. The Euro boys got the chocolates. And uh, that, along with the, the community setting and everything else that goes in Europe, that was us. We were hooked. Never looked back. It was fantastic. So when did you commence your bowling career? Did you bowl at all in Scotland before you come over? No, no. You know, I only had... I played as a kid in Scotland on the public bowling greens. They've got public bowling greens in the parks where they, you pay, like, £2 or something and they give you a pair of uh, slip-on plastic shoes, flat shoes that go over your shoes and you, they just hire the balls out and away you go. And I'd never played seriously. Uh, but since then, I've actually, I took it up when I came here and I've uh, been playing for about 15 years now. But I've actually been very lucky. I, I, I find I played with them against some really great players over the years and there's not many sports where hacks like us get to do that. A few years ago, my son and I played in the Australian Open and we got through all the qualifying rounds, blah, blah, blah. And we came up against Mark Jacobson and Brett Wilkie. Brett Wilkie was number two in the world at the time. And you just don't get that chance in any other sport for bowls. You certainly don't, Andy. No, certainly don't. So which club did you start with in Melbourne? I started playing at RSL, actually, thanks to an RSL. And, and my first division skip then was a guy called Stan Slowinski. Yes. Stan had a few games for Victoria. I don't really know how many. But uh, he was a really strong believer in the old adage that subs only have two things to do. And we all know what that is, right? Pee up and shut up. Yeah, that's uh, it. <laughs> and he taught me, <laughs> he taught me the, the real basic principles of bowls. He was absolutely fantastic. I then moved to Keringle, which was a real powerhouse club on the peninsula at the time. Still are. Uh, and I was fortunate enough there to play with Lee Shrein. I played with Lee for two years. And he, as you know, he lives and breathes this, this game, you know. And yeah. he, he also, the, the other thing he does, he projects a, a passion for the game onto everyone around him. He, he really does. He's an amazing, amazing player. And he taught me uh, how to play, well, the importance of playing percentage balls. You play the ball that you think most, the most chance of getting you shot or whatever it is you're trying to achieve at the time. Fantastic ball and a great influence. And of course, I now get to play every week with Kenny Sutcliffe. doesn't get any better than that, does it? No, it doesn't. Uh, Kenny's a um, Hall of Fame member up here and uh, yeah. brother of the, uh, Jeff, who won the Australian singles. Yeah, fantastic bowler, Kenny, and um, uh, a nice bloke to boot. So, um, yeah, but Lee Rainer, look, he's he's one of the best. He's in the probably the top three or four bowls in Australia. Yeah, uh, there's no that. doubt about that. Um, I saw him underage play in a Premier League, um, in a prelude to the Premier League final in Melbourne. Under 18s, I think it was, and he just mm-hmm. and um, he just showed his class in that particular match, and he's just gone on and on. 
Now, who's yeah. been the biggest influence on your bowls career, Andy? Influence? Probably Leroy. Lee Schreiner. Leroy, yeah. Yeah. Because you get to... Lee, having Lee at the club just makes everybody sit up and take notice, you know. Even guys who are, you know... Uh, he, he helps young guys get better. He helps the old guys get better. And he demands results. And it just, it just makes us all work much harder towards getting a result. And we also... He took us to two state pennant finals in two years. Fantastic. Yeah, it certainly is. Now, um, is he a... Is he a qualified chef? Because when he was coach at East Bendigo, he used to cook up a meal on Thursday nights for the players. I'm, I, I'm not really sure about that. I don't know. I think his his actual forte was forensic accounting. Oh, right. That's what, that's what he was trained in, I believe, yeah. So you were said you were in the bank, didn't you, ANZ? ANZ, yes. Yeah, that's who I worked for for 29 <laughs> years and four months, Andy. So we, <laughs> we would have seen a few forensic scientists come in, examine oh, the books. Yeah. Oh, I could tell you some stories there, mate. I'll tell you what. Yeah, no, I've um, I only run into the, I run into the chief detective one day after something had happened at a previous branch and got the oh. uh, yeah, he looked like Dick Tracy when he came in. <laughs> and he did, he didn't have a revolver on his side. No, um, oh, I worked in foreign exchange. Yes. Head office, yep. dealing with the, you know the the, you know the, the traders. It was, it was really interesting, but too stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. Now, Division Two, Andy, at your row, it's, uh-huh. it's not as easy. No. Um, as well, with some strong sides competing. Now, how have you personally found a transition from Division One to Two? Oh, well, do you know something? I've only played two games in Division Two so far. <laughs> And yes. both of them were against Shep Golf. <laughs> so oh, you've uh, done well, mate. <laughs> very, both very tough games. I think we lost the first one, won the second one. But uh, I look at it as a bit of an opportunity for Euro, really, in Division Two. We we've actually got a chance to be competitive every week, rather than playing the top side from every club every week in Division One. And it's really time to take a breather, and it. And it as I say, it keeps us competitive and it also closes the gap between our top and second side. Last year, the top side was first division, the second side was fourth division. Very difficult for the transition for players coming up and down, you know? Yes. Whereas we're now two and four, so it's not so bad. But uh, it's still tough, very tough. You know, oh, it know? certainly is. Yeah, and I, I think, in saying that, I still think we've got a chance to play finals because, as you know, there's only a few points between five or six teams, you know. But it's definitely still, yeah, still a very good standard division too. Yeah, well, we're still in the hunt at East and uh, yep. I might I might actually draw you today. That'd be a great experience or, um, you know, you or Kenny Sutcliffe. you got to play yep. the top players, I believe, and have a, a bit of an, um, you know, play the best and see if you can um, compete with Knock them. Knock off. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we beat you in round one, which was a bit okay. of a surprise to me at because we lost, we've lost about 12 players last season from Division 1. Now, you should definitely start favourite on your home turf today. And as you'll be keen to make amends for your first round loss, obviously. Uh, yeah. Yep. Now, the Greens would be running pretty well, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. Yeah, 
Oh, they're just yes, yeah, yeah. They'll be they'll be running. I, I reckon maybe sixteen seconds today. And Kenny just about lives down there, doesn't he? Got a bed. He hasn't got a bed now. He has to sleep out in the veranda because you haven't got a club. You haven't got a clubhouse. That's right. Oh yeah. That's... But the bar's still operating, I believe, from the window. It certainly is. Oh, well, that's good, mate. I don't mind a couple of cool ones at the end of the game. Yeah, and hopefully, you don't have to I can walk catch up. Yeah, I'll catch up with you tonight. Um, <laughs> no doubt you'd have a couple. You'd be like oh, Alex yeah. Marshall and Paul Foster. They don't mind a drop. Oh, no, absolutely not. Do you know the interesting thing, though? I think the second half of the season, there's no favourites in these games. They're very highly unpredictable because you've got teams fighting for, for uh, finals places, teams fighting to avoid relegation, and you get a lot of upsets in the second half of the season. Yes, yes. Andy, what do you think of the 21 ends straight through as opposed to the 25 ends with a break as we're now playing? I actually prefer 25 ends. Yes. Yeah. And I think if, if they want to shorten the game up a little, uh, and we know there's, we've got less and less bowlers coming into the game, we know we're all still struggling, especially small towns like Euro and places like that, you know. I think they should consider really going to maybe four ranks of three, make it a triples game. Yes, well, that's quicker. been considered. Yeah, yeah, it'd probably suit the smaller clubs. There's no doubt about it that. Will. Yeah, yeah, really help us because when we come up against Shep Golf, you know, it's the first division strong, the second division strong, the third side strong. You know, it's really difficult. You know. Yeah, well, I've said this for years that uh, I'm, I don't think we should have two sides from the one club in a particular division. But yeah. if anyone was to um, to change, uh, Shep Golf Division Two would always be competitive in the um, oh, top division. No doubt about that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. They should do what the Premier League does in England. They should farm some of the players out to play for other clubs and get experience in their top side. <laughs> they do that, do they? Yeah, absolutely. They send them out on loan. Yeah. In Scotland. In 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 Britain and Germany and France, all those places. Because big, massive clubs like Man United and Liverpool, they've got far too many players who can all play in the Premier League. Oh, yeah, I mean in the soccer, yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. But they can't, they can't fit them all in, so they farm them out to other clubs to play in their Premier League. Well, they'd love, Shep Golf would love that, wouldn't they? Just farm and players off the other clubs. Yeah. I can yeah. see them being right in that. Help everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, um, the weather looks good today, so there'll be no excuses, a bit overcast. And, um, look, I look forward to um, the game today, and I'd like to thank you very much, Andy. Absolute pleasure. For um, the opportunity. For, yeah, coming on. You, and, um, you, sounded ve- you sounded clear as a bell, mate. Yeah. <laughs> now, I didn't have any trouble understanding you. You said, oh, you might need an interpreter, but... I might I might need one for one of the other guests I interviewed at the Vic Open in um Mr Vlahoff from um, oh, yeah. Brighton, yeah. Yeah. He oh, was a real you, character. You know sometimes Nino Vlahoff. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm playing pennant, sometimes I think my lead my second and my third need an interpreter. <laughs> no, no, I think you you're as I said, um, no problems there. Anyway, thanks very much, Andy. Thank you. Look forward to catching up with you today, and um, yep. thanks again for giving up your Saturday morning. 
Hey, team. Thanks, bro. I'll see you shortly, mate. Okay, Andy. See you, mate. Now, a- Andy, just before you go, you can listen back to your uh, what your interview this morning on 1FM 98.5. You go 1FM podcast and it'll come up Apple. If you hit that Apple, uh, give it about 24 hours, Andy, and you should be on the podcast a little later today or, or tomorrow. Okay, thanks very much. No worries. Morning, Andy. That was, of course, Andy Houston, live from the Euroa, uh, of course, Bowls Club. I forgot to ask him uh, who he back for in the uh, Scottish Premier League, but anyway. Probably Glasgow Rangers. You reckon? Might be. All right, we might go to a sponsor's break coming out the other side. We'll have a look at this big round of bowls, Brian. We all have our own purpose in life. And it's different for everyone. It could be looking after the land or bringing smiles to your customers. Maybe it's building a dream home to raise your family. Maybe it's to keep studying and learning or coaching and staying connected to the community. No matter what you're here to do, GMCU are here for you. GMCU, banking with purpose. Visit gmcu.com.au or speak to your local team today. Station sponsor. At Outback Real Estate, we understand that to get the right deal, you need to have the right people surrounding you. We know you need the right advice and the right information, so we make the effort to ensure that both the vendors and buyers enjoy their real estate journey by providing a tailored service that's just right for you. Specialising in properties for agriculture and business, we provide services to commercial and residential developers. Visit our new website at outbackproperties.com.au. Outback Properties, where understanding real estate is our business. Station sponsor. South Coast Lime supplies quality agricultural lime direct to the Goulburn Valley. South Coast Lime is highly reactive with a 92% neutralising value, 35.5% calcium, plus high levels of trace elements. South Coast Lime will balance your soil's pH, improving the uptake of major plant nutrients, including nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. South Coast Lime offer bulk freight and delivery direct to your property anywhere in the Goulburn Murray region. For quality lime, call Pete and Paul at South Coast Lime on 0488 663 286. That's 0488 663 286 or find them on Facebook. 1FM Sponsor. Welcome back to the Super Saturday Sports Show. We are in uh, the Bowls Report, the GV Bowls with the weapon, Brian Nisbet. Bowling, Brian, on your Saturday morning. Take it away, Brian. What do you got for us in relation to the upcoming round of GV Bowls today? Yeah, welcome back, listeners. Uh, Round 11, uh, weekend preview. We'll kick off with um, Division 7. Um, The latter there's... uh, We've got uh, Violet Tower, um, the ladders, Alex, uh, I'll start again, Rushworth, Violet Town, Alex, Avonal, Eildon and Seymour. And in today's uh, round 11 matches, I'm going for Alex to defeat Seymour, Rushworth to defeat Violet Town and Eildon to defeat Avonal. In Division 6, the ladder is Yay, Stanhope, Dukey, Kai. Yaroa, Shep Park, Shep Golf and Marupna. And in in round where is it? The, yeah, we're last. Yep. Yeah, it's round ten in division six. I've gone for Shep Golf to go down to Stanhope. Park to defeat Marupna. 
Dookie to defeat Kai Abram and Yay to defeat Yaroa. Division 5, round 13. The ladders Alex, Dookie, Merch, Colbo, and then Eild, Merrigan, Tad Hilltop, East, VRI. That's Seymour, VRI, and Marupna Golf. In uh, round 13 of Division 5, I'm selecting Alex to defeat VRI, Merch to defeat East, Tat Hilltop to defeat Marupna Golf, Colbo to defeat Merrigan, and Dookie to defeat Eildon. Division 4. The latter is Kai Abram, VRI, Yaroa, Tat Hilltop. Then follows Shep Park, Tally East, Seymour. And in this round, we've got uh, the round 10, Division 4, Tat Hilltop to defeat Seymour. Park to defeat... I'm going for Park to defeat VRI in the match of the day. Tally to go down to Kai Abram and Yaroa to defeat East Shepparton. Division 3, round 10. The latter is Seymour, Shep Park, Nagambi and Marupna. Then follows Stanhope, Rushworth, Shep Golf and Avenal. Going for Rushworth to defeat Avenal. Stanhope to defeat Shep Golf. Nagambi to defeat Marupna and Seymour to defeat Shep Park. That'll be the match of the day. Division 2. The latter is Kai, Shep Golf, Park and Tally, and then we've got Yaroa, East, Tad Hilltop and Marupna Golf. Round 10, I'm selecting Shep Golf to defeat Tad Hilltop, Park to defeat Marupna Golf, Kai to defeat Tally and Yaroa to defeat East. Division 1 weekend, round 10. The latter, Shep Golf on top from Kai, Tally and Park. Then we've got Stanhope, East Shepparton, and Tad Hilltop and Marupna. Marupna 8th play Shep Park 4th. And I think Shep Park will be too strong for an improved Marupna side, even over at Marupna. Uh, I think Marupna can... Can, they'll, they'll definitely win a rink. They may get two rinks, but I think Park by about 25 shots will be just too strong. Uh, Tad Hilltop 7th play East 6th at Tad Hilltop. Tad Hilltop defeated East in the first time they played, and that's their only win for the season, which is surprising. They've been a bit of a disappointing um, team, and when you look at their sides, they've got uh, some very quali um, some quality players. But I think they'll get the job done against East. They've won a couple of matches, but... Um, their best chance is playing on their home carpet, and I think on the grass over there, it's uh, Tad Hilltop to win by about uh, 22 shots, and it'll be 16, 16 points to two. Stanhope fifth, host Shep Golf first. Shep Golf undefeated. The mean machine, as I call them, and they're just going along nicely, and they'll be too strong for Stanhope. Um, They'll, uh, they're always competitive, but they just haven't got the uh, cattle. Shep Golf to win 18 zip by about 40 shots at home. And Tally third play Kyabram second in the match of the day. Uh, Tally made a few changes out there. See, it's interesting to see Rod still playing, uh, skipping in Division 3. He's been a stalwart in Division 1. Um, they've got new player um, Adrian Pantling from Wangaratta. He's skipping. 
Uh, both sides um, nearly at full strength, I would, I would say. Um, Kai Abram will be just a bit too strong, even though it's played at tally. I played out there in the midweek, but in the um, only they've only got four rinks available for play, but the Greens run exceptionally well, and um, that's a credit to Cole Austin. I believe they're getting lasered uh, this week, so it'll be interesting to see when they're back on their Greens um, out there. But Kai Abram with um, Jeff Beattie in top form, Brent Reiner, both former East players, and David Cartwright... And Coach Connor Truen will uh, be just a bit too strong for um, the tally side, led by Mark Ryan, David Dawes, Adrian Pantling, and and Jeff France. So, Kai to win that one. And until next week, remember to keep your bowl on the right bias. Shepparton Scooters and Mobility are registered with the National Disability Insurance Scheme. We can help you to understand your entitlements under the scheme and assist you in working through the process in acquiring the assistive technology that supports you, your family or clients that may need. With all of the leading brands and the advantage of national buying power, you can shop with confidence knowing that you're getting the best products at the right prices. Call us to inquire on 5831 7317 or visit our website shepherdandscootersandmobility.com.au. 1FM sponsor. Daryl here from Aussie Ag Supplies. Just a quick message, retractor parts for many brands of tractors. Most of you good listeners know the brands of parts we carry. Over the busy times ahead, if you need new or used tractor parts, call Aussie Ag. Our stocks are large, plus glass doors, etc. Our wrecking stock of tractors is growing along with used tractors and machinery. Call Daryl on 0428 235000. I'll repeat that, 0428 235000. Thousand. This is John Painter and Craig Stott from, from 1FM's, 1FM's Sport and Road. Central Tyre Service is now your Goodyear Auto Care Centre. With on-farm tyre servicing, computerised wheel alignment and balancing, complete front-end alignment and brake repairs, and a full range of automotive batteries. There's not a lot the friendly staff at Goodyear Auto Care can't do. Servicing the Goulburn Valley since 1952. Central Tyres, now Goodyear Auto Care, can be found at 117 Wellsford Street, Shepparton. Phone 58 Station sponsor. Do you need harvest labour or are you looking for work? Matex Harvest Trail Services can help you find jobs and workers for all types of horticulture work. Take advantage of our no-cost recruitment support to your next job that's right for you or workers for your farm. Call us on 1800 062 332. That's 1800 062 332. Matex Harvest Trail Services. Connecting harvest workers with employers. Matex.edu. Station sponsor. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.